Changing minds one thought at a time Greetings, greetings, greetings everyone. Welcome to the Motivate Social Podcast where we are bringing you people who are changing the world via social media. I am Dr. Ikena Finch and you know with if I'm here, you know my lovely co-host is here as well, Vanessa Canterbury. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to keep the people waiting. I got to uh, unleash the mightiness that's getting ready to be on this call, right? So we're getting ready to have Dr. Onika Shirley. And her business is called Action Speaks Volumes, right? But you know what really touched me about this individual? Is that she has a mission to help serve others. And she's going to tell you more about this. And she was telling me about, you know, serving the soup, how she does soup kitchen and all these other things. I was like, my goodness. In the process of being an entrepreneur, being an author, being a speaker, uh, I mean, songstress, all of these things. And so I said, I know she's changing the world, and I can't wait for y'all to hear how she's doing it. So, Dr. Anika Shirley, are you on the line? Yes, I am on the line. Super excited to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, we're not going to keep them waiting, like I said, because, you know, I can't wait for you to unleash all the greatness you got, you know. So I'm just going to ask the main question. How are you changing the world via social media? Oh, wow. That's a great question. How am I changing the world via social media? So the short, long version of how I am changing the world via social media is um, I do daily words of um, inspiration. I do daily words of motivation, uh, but not only changing words, the world by words, but I change the world by my action. Through social media, I have been able to connect with some amazing um, individuals um, in many different countries. Um, through social media, I was able to start a orphanage home in India. Through social media, I was able to start two sewing centers in Pakistan, as well as feeding centers in the slumps. And um, it has been an amazing experience because social media has allowed it allowed me and afforded me the opportunity to make an impact in countries that I have never seen. It has given me the opportunity to make an impact in lives that I've never met. But it also have given me an opportunity to make connections with people that I feel like I was destined to connect with. And it also, social media has given me the opportunity to meet the masses on a grander scale, you know, sitting in my city in Helena, West Helena, Arkansas, um, where a change can be made literally around the world through social media. That is absolutely amazing. You know, um, just giving back and, and doing what you are called to do. That's, that's a blessing in itself. Um, my question is, what made you go into this arena? Wow. 
That's a great question. I think, you know, from growing up as a little, a little girl, I've always been, I've, I was, I've been a servant at heart. And I know that what we make happen for others that God will make happen for us. But one thing that keeps me up and makes me sad that just really hurts my heart is to see somebody else suffering, to see somebody else going through. And I think, you know, having that, that weight in my heart um, to say that I just want to help. I want to help wherever I can help. And I have a thing that, you know, may not be able to do everything, but I can do something. And when I have the attitude that I can do something, um, it not only started with social media or ended on social media or a combination of, but, you know, being a foster parent for the state of Arkansas for more than 14 years, but also being an adoptive parent for the state of Arkansas, um, twins that I adopted after having them for a couple of years, got them at seven, they'll be 20 years old this year. But just having that servant heart and thinking that, you know, that somebody is always, um, there is some, somebody that is always in need and it doesn't always have to be a monetary need, but it may just be a word of encouragement. It may be a word of inspiration. It may be a word of motivation. It may be just to let them know that you are enough and that you're not alone, that God loves you. And so I think, you know, um, having an opportunity and seeing the results of, um, you know, um, speaking to individuals and the impact that was made, I think it just gave me energy to say, I want to do more of that. I want to do it on a grander scale. I want to be able to help more people. And so I think just helping, it, it gives me, um, it makes my heart glad. It makes me really excited to do it, you know, without expecting anything in return. Oh my goodness. I mean, I love what you're saying. You're like the epitome of servant leader. I absolutely find, I mean, adoption, soup kitchen, sewing, uh, admission. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So where does one get all this time in the day? <laughs> That's a great question. I, you know, um, I, I am a time person. Um, I really think about that, you know, we all have the same amount of time. So when you think about it, we all have 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds, and we just have to prioritize. I think it is very important for us to be disciplined to the things that's important to us and therefore prioritizing. There are a lot of things that one may want to do, but it may not be priority to do it now not to say that you won't do it. And so for me, um, I spend time doing the things that I know that need to be done, doing the thing that I'm passionate about, doing the things that is in line with my purpose. And so there are some things that I just don't do. You know, there, there are a lot of things and I don't call it a sacrifice. You know, sometimes people feel like there's a sacrifice in time if I, if I can't do this and I, and I can't do that. But what, the way I look at it is I get to do the thing that I love with the time that I have and I make a good return on the investment that God gives me every day. And so I'm very disciplined with my time. 
And so the things that um, I think it's important to have a plan. And when you know exactly what that plan looked like, and for me, I see it twice. The first plan I have is in my mind, is in my vision, is in my being, is in my knowing. And so even when I have a lot of things to do, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to just get all emotional, when I have a lot of things to do, I, 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 I do the whole thing in my mind first, the day before, and I'm able to get it all done without feeling overwhelmed. And so it's always good to plan the day before, the night before, plan the day before, the night before. I'm gonna say that again, plan in advance for the things that you have to do and you will find the time to get everything done that need to be done. I think for a, a lot of times, um, we act like it's a surprise on the things that we know we have to do. And so um, a lot of people find themselves procrastinating. And sometimes what I call it, they're procrastinating. planning. They're planning and planning and planning to do the thing. But you find the time to do the things that is important that you plan for and that you expect to get done. And that's just how, how I do it. And, and it works for me. That's absolutely amazing. Now, now I know, you know, we don't get to this point of purpose um, without having a story behind. What is that story behind um, the woman with the business name that's, that's powerful? What's, what's that story? What's that pain? What that caused you to get to this purpose level? Well, what's that about? Talk to us. My, my God, that's that's a great question. Um, I think early in life, I went through a lot in life. Um, and just to kind of give a timeline really quick, um, for me, um, I experienced a lot early in life. So nine years old, father passed away, third grade, fourth grade, 10 years old, was molested by a school teacher. By the time I was 15 years old, I was pregnant, 16 years old, first child in my own home, 19 years old, in two life-changing accidents. So before I, I was 20, I had already experienced some major um, experiences in life. And so I knew that for me, that I didn't have time to waste. At the age of 19, I had a three-year-old daughter. You know, car was really bad. The result of 26 hours of surgery, a year on crutches, knocked out front teeth, lost femur, crushed knee, broken toes. And I had a long time of recovery ahead of me. So I had to be very disciplined, not only with my time, but with my mind, because, you know, at the age of 19, senior in high school, you know, I could have had a battle on the inside from the physical scars, from the physical pain, and from the things that I didn't get to do or that I chose not to do at that time. You know, um, we wait for high school graduation. I did not attend. I did not go to my school prom. But one thing that I did not do was have pity for myself. I said, you know what? You don't have permission to give yourself excuses. You pick yourself up from where you are and you work with what you have. And so having that mindset at the age of 19, knowing that it was not just about me, but I still had a three-year-old daughter to take care of. And so my drive, my determination, my ambition, my aspiration was that it was not about me, that I still had my daughter. And that I still had purpose. 
that I did not die because I still had something to do. And so my motto today is I live because I didn't die. There was still some things for me to do after those two car wrecks. And I appreciate the time that God has given me. I appreciate the time that he gave me. And I said, you know, it won't be wasteful. It will not be wasteful that I will give him a, re a return on his investment. And, you know, when we even doing natural investments, we want to make sure we get the biggest bang for our buck. You know, we don't want just a 1% return when we can take, when we can get a 10% return. And so I want to make the best use of the time that um, I have left, um, that I've been blessed with. And so I think early on experiencing all the things that I did, you know, as a teenager, um, is it kind of, um, it was the foundation for the person that I am today. Um, I think my life honestly would have been very different if I had not had those car wrecks. But I think with those car wrecks, it kind of uh, pivoted me to be in a different direction. And so life for me in my 20s and 30s, it was just very different because of the experiences that I had early on. Um, uh, this is why I say to people time and time again, we could talk about our now. You know, people want to get to the now, but they, what's the backstory? The backstory is what people appreciate. And so with you sharing the backstory, people run away from that backstory because somebody right now is feeling as if they have, if they, they was a teen mom. I was too. I, I had my first child. I was 16. I've been through so many things in my life, but right. we willing to be able to share our backstory so people can understand that I am you and you are me and we can relate to this thing here because we all go through something but what are we going to do with it and I'm glad that you took the the pain that you went through in your backstory to be able to get you to a place of not giving up to get you to a place to continue to be a servant leader to be able to get to a place to be able to answer the calling that God has called on your life so that alone I commend you Wow. Dr. Finch, come on in here and let's bless this lady here. Amen. <laughs> oh, so Dr. Shirley, you have told us all the things that you went through. And I'm sure that you have told your story many times. Who do you believe truly feels your story the most? Where do you receive? think that you get the most impact because I know that you are a servant leader and that's important so who do you believe gets the most impact from this story I think people just like me people just like me just like me today just like me when I was 19 just like me when I was in my 20s just like me when I was in my 30s and what I mean just like me it may not be the same thing, but I think individuals that has had to overcome something, individuals that say, I can resonate. When, when individuals understand, when individuals understand that, you know, um, even in speaking, that I'm ordinary, I'm extraordinary, but I also have a big why. I, I, I impact those that has experienced some things in their lives 
some things that they have overcome, some things they still have some overcoming to do, some things that they feel like, you know, um, if I just knew the way. And so those that hear me speak and say that, you know, a lot of times I've heard it like this, where, you know, I, I've went through some things, but when I hear your story, I ask myself, what am I complaining about? What, what, why am I, why is it that I feel like I can't go on when I hear your story? So there are individuals that they get stuck. They get stuck in that moment of the thing that happened. But as they hear that it is possible that they could be optimistic and hopeful to know that I don't have to stay here, that it's really, and I know, you know, some say that it's easier said than done, but it's a choice that we have to consciously make and then work on the choice that we make. Because it cannot be easy, but then it can be easy, but it's the route that we decide to take. So I have been most impactful with, I have been most impactful with women as well as men, but women from, with, from the ages of 33 to about 58, that's kind of been my center of women, but I've had impact on others because sometimes they feel like I didn't go through that, but I went through something and I didn't stay stuck. I didn't have to stay in that place because I see what's possible. I see what's possible through your story. I see what's possible through your words. And a lot of times when people don't have their own belief, I tell them, borrow mine until you get yours. Because I'm a woman that has stupid, crazy, ridiculous faith. And I know that we all have a measure of faith because we was given, given a measure of faith and it was free. But those that are most impactful are women that is or was just like me. Just going through some stuff. Oh, wow. I love that. And you know, you just make it sound so simple. You know, just the people that's been going through some stuff. And I can appreciate that. So, Dr. Sherman, as we get ready to uh, close, I would love for you to give our listeners some more motivation, inspiration, off the cuff, from the heart. Amen. So I would like to share a quote, one quote I love, Charles Wonder quote. It says that life is 10% of what happens to you and the 90% and 90% of how you respond. And when I think about that ratio of 10% and 90%, I tell myself that I have more control over the situation that has happened. But another thing that I, I like to live by is the law of polarity, that there's always an equal opposite of everything and it all exists at the same time. So when things bad are happening, I know that on the other side of the spectrum that there is good. And so I pull from that, ask the question, what is the good in this? 
And a lot of times when we're going through, we can't find any good. When you're crying, when you're hurting, when you're going through, you figure there's no good in this. But as I said, when I was saying that without those car wrecks, my life probably would have been a different direction. But you have to ask, you know, I tell people, take the lesson and leave the pain. Ask yourself, what is it that I can learn out of this thing that I've experienced? Because see, sometimes we can learn if it's nothing but don't go to that place anymore, we learn that lesson. If it's nothing but not be around these people doing this thing, we learn that lesson. But we can take every lesson, if we just ask the question, if we ask ourselves the question, what is the lesson in this thing that I'm experiencing? What is the lesson in this thing that I'm seeing? Every problem, every situation, every circumstance, there is a lesson to be learned. And a lot of times we don't see it until after the fact, until on the other side of it. But if we would have those questions to say, what is it that I need to see? What is it that I need to learn? What is it that I can use from this thing? I think it's very important for us to know that our good days outweigh our bad days and the things that tries to bring us down. Those are the experiences that we can use to create the life that we desire. Now we have an experience. Now we have learned a lesson. Now we know how to go and approach a situation because now we, got, we, we have something that we didn't have at first. We got grit. We got grind. We got a little bit more understanding about it. We have a little bit more wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding. So when we're able to go in with a better understanding than we did before, we're able to impact the outcome that we have in this time. I believe that when we're disciplined in the things that we do, the things that we say, the people that we're with, when we are disciplined, our discipline will take us anywhere, will take us anywhere that we want to go. Because we can have a desire, but desire alone don't do it. We have to be disciplined. You know, I, I, I truly, truly enjoyed your message and your story. Um, and, and I'm just knowing that it's going to inspire somebody else to not give up and keep pushing through this has been amazing this has really been amazing just you know going along with this is my story this is my truth and and you doing it and you making change happen in this world and that's what dr finch and i are about we are always talking about making change making a difference leaving an impact so other people could be able to know your past does not determine your future. So I commend you and I um, look forward to all the amazing things that you have to come and the overflow of blessings that I know that you will receive. Um, so thank you so much. Um, and we look forward to hearing from the audience and letting us know, how are you enjoying this interview? What else would you like to hear from us? Make sure that you are following us all over social media at Changing Minds Online with Dr. Finch and myself, Vanessa Canterbury. We have so many amazing things and so many amazing more people to interview um, to come. So make sure that you stay tuned. And I always know and I always say, 
I know I left out something. And as always, my co-host will make sure that she fills it in for me. So Dr. Finch, what I miss, girl? <laughs> uh, no, you did very well. This, uh, Yes, please find us everywhere, basically. Everywhere you have a podcast, we are there. Uh, all social media handles, we are there. Change your minds online. So thank you so much, Dr. Anika Shirley, for this wonderful interview. You have truly motivated me to get step up my game and start really being the true servant leader that I should be. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. And um, I've really enjoyed being here today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you greatly. And until next time, good night, everyone. Good night.